All right, well, it is a joy to be here tonight, and I have um, looked forward to be coming over here to Ireland for a number of years. Um, I'm not going to go into the whole story, but I just thank the Lord for what he's done in my life and how he's led me to Lisa and how he led her over to the States there to go to Bible college and just how the Lord worked in bringing us together. It's just a miracle. And so I'm thrilled to be here with here, be here tonight and um, just look forward to this opportunity to uh, open up God's Word. I'm thankful for the opportunity. Thank Pastor O'Gorman for this opportunity. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalms chapter 106. Psalms 106. Alzheimer's is a serious disease. Many of us know people who have suffered from this disease. Maybe you can uh, recall a family member, maybe a grandparent or someone who is or did suffer with this important, uh, this very serious disease. You know, Alzheimer's can cause uh, frustration, can cause turmoil in a home. Uh, I think of one of my grandparents who right now has this disease, and it really can be a difficult disease, especially on my mom, her daughter. Uh, you know, sometimes she doesn't remember who people are. You can tell her things over and over, and it forgets, you know. It's a serious disease. And I preached this message once before in the States, and I got statistics, but they were from the United States. But I'm sure they're close. In the United States, nearly 5 million people suffer from this disease. It's the sixth leading cause of death in the United States, Alzheimer's is. And I'm sure the, st- the statistics are similar over here, percentage-wise at least, in Ireland. But it's a very serious disease. Now, in some cases, having a slight case of Alzheimer's can be quite beneficial. You know, you think back to embarrassing moments in your life, and uh, you wish you had a slight case of Alzheimer's, you know what I'm saying? But in other ways, it uh, can be a dangerous thing, you know, like forgetting your wife's birthday or forgetting when your anniversary is. So you don't want that. And I'm kind of uh, having a little bit of fun with it. But the reality is Alzheimer's is a very serious disease. But even worse than the physical case of Alzheimer's is having the spiritual case of spiritual Alzheimer's. And in Psalm chapter 106, we see three times God pointing out... The nation of Israel suffered from this disease. He called three times. They forget God. They forgot His mercies. They forgot. How many of us tonight are suffering? How many of us have forgotten the works of God, the mercies of God, and forgotten God Himself? Tonight, could we step into the doctor's office and let the Word of God and the Holy Spirit be the doctor and see if there is a case of spiritual Alzheimer's in our lives? Because, friends, it is a big deal. When we look tonight, we're going to look through these instances of the nation of Israel and how they forgot God. And every time you'll notice that it's connected to a major, major sin in their life. And so I dare say tonight that there are probably some here tonight who have forgotten God like the nation of Israel had and are very close or are in the middle of some grievous sins in their lives. This evening I want to take a look at the example of Israel and draw some parallels that undoubtedly are for us today. First we'll notice the symptoms of this disease, the cause of this disease, and then the biblical prescription to cure this disease. The title of my message tonight is Spiritual Alzheimer's. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you tonight that the nation of Israel is an example for us today of how not to make the same mistakes and forget God. And I pray tonight that LifeGate Bible Baptist Church 
would recognize this grievous uh, mistake, Lord, of forgetting God. And anyone here tonight, Lord, that has uh, these symptoms, Lord, of forgetting God, would see that tonight. And Lord, would be willing to follow the biblical prescription to be cured from this disease, Lord, to be protected from the consequences of it. So we look to you now to uh, convict and to show us the needs in our own lives, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So first of all, let's look at the symptoms of spiritual Alzheimer's. The symptoms of spiritual Alzheimer's. Let's look at verse 6. I'm going to read the the verses that uh, point out uh, how the nation of Israel forgot God. Verse 6 of Psalms 106. We have sinned with our fathers. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedly. Our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies. There's the first one. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked them at the Red Sea, even at the Red Sea. Look down at verse 12. Then believed they his words. They sang his praise. They soon forgot his words. They waited not for his counsel. Look down to verse 20. They cha- then thus they changed their glory into the similitude of an ox that eateth grass. They forgot God, their Savior, which had done great things for them in Israel. Three times we see here, Israel had forgotten God. The first symptom, obviously, of spiritual Alzheimer's is forgetfulness. Now that's what spiritual Alzheimer's is. It's forgetting, or even Alzheimer's. It's forgetfulness. But here it was pointed out, that Israel forgot God three times. What did they forget? They forgot God's mercies. They forgot God's works. And they forgot God, their Savior. Forgetfulness is the first symptom. The very nature of Alzheimer's is forgetfulness. You know, it reminds me of a man uh, who went to the doctor's office. And he went to the doctor's office. He realized there were some uh, major issues going on in his, in his body. So he headed to the doctor's office. And the doctors ran some tests on him, and at the end of it, told him, said, Sir, you have some, you have some, I have some really bad news for you, and I have some bad news for you. And he's like, which one would you like to hear first? And so the man said, well, I suppose I'd like to hear the really bad news first. And so the doctor told him, said, well, the really bad news is that you have cancer. And so this man, you know, sat on the chair and just was blown away by that, and for a couple minutes was in tears, and... You know, finally he said, okay, well, what's the bad news? And the doctor looked at him and said, the bad news is that you have Alzheimer's. And the man looked back at the doctor and said, at least I don't have cancer. (laughs) But you know what? Alzheimer's, as we know, is forgetfulness. And here, three times, the nation of Israel forgot God. They had the first symptom of spiritual Alzheimer's. The parallel application to our lives is that, you know what, we can forget too. You know, we like to get on Israel and look back at Israel and say, look at all these terrible mistakes they just made over and over. They saw God do amazing things, miracles that some of us have never seen. We've never seen uh, some of the miracles that they saw, and they kept turning their back on God. But, you know, we can make the same mistake as Israel. We can get busy with life. We can see, say, you know, we've seen God work in the past. We can say, you know, we've seen God uh, uh, do miracles in your own life. You know, in this room alone, there's amazing miracles and testimonies of how God has changed lives. And you know, it's, get, it's, busy, it, we can, it's easy to get busy in life 
And pretty soon we forget all the things that God has done. The mercies. Did you know His mercies are new every morning? When was the last time you remembered all the mercies of God? Maybe you say, you know, I haven't seen the works of God. Well, you know what? Go out and see them. Open your eyes because they're all around us. You know, in this room there's a multitude of works of God. And the amazing things. You know what? Maybe you need to step out in faith and see God do, do some miraculous works so you know what, what, the, word of God, what uh, the works of God are. But they forget God. You know, every salvation, every answered prayer is a work of God. And we need to remember those. Because once we forget those things, once we forget what God has done, it is so easy to step away from God. Because it is what God has done for us in the past that keeps us coming back to Him. When we remember what He has done for us. So, forgetfulness is the first symptom of spiritual Alzheimer's. Think back just today. You know, maybe today was Sunday, so go yesterday, Saturday. How often do you think of God? How often did something that had to do with God cross your mind? Or was the whole day just filled with, uh, with your life, the things that were going on in your life? You know, that'll give you a pretty good sign of whether you have this uh, very serious disease. The second symptom of, of spiritual Alzheimer's and how you can know you have it is the loss of direction and purpose. The loss of direction and purpose. Now, we all know this, and I'm not making fun of it, but, you know, when someone gets... Alzheimer's, a lot of times they can get in the car and they can head somewhere and they forget, where am I going? Why am I going to this place? I remember my grandpa had this uh, disease and he got in the car one day and he went out in the middle of town and got lost and forgot why he was going and they had to, I don't know, the police had to come and direct him back home and he, you know, he didn't do much driving after that. But a loss of direction... And purpose, and you know what? You see that here with the nation of Israel. You see how they, they, uh, God did miraculous things for them at the Red Sea, and they went into the wilderness, and almost immediately they began to question God: Why am I out here? Why am I out here in the wilderness, wandering around? What's the purpose, God? Why aren't we back in Egypt, where it's easy? And they forgot the purpose. They forgot why God had brought them out of the wilderness or out of the, out of Egypt. And you know what? That is a very serious thing. Every single person here that is saved, God has called you out of Egypt, so to speak. And He has a purpose for your life. You know, you may be a young person here and you're stalling in the wilderness. And you've lost your purpose. You've lost your direction in life. And what are you doing? You've forgotten all the things that God has done for you. You've forgotten that He saved you for a purpose. He didn't save you out of the world so that you could go back into the world. He saved you because He has a purpose for your life. And I've just challenged any young person here. Have you lost the direction of your life? Even adults. You know what? You can get caught up in your work. And you can get caught up in all the things that, of life that you know, consume you and that demand so much time. And pretty soon you can forget God and you start asking God, um, why, why am I called to be a different person? Why am I living this way? Why do I go to this, this crazy church you know, that, has, you know, that tries to live by this book? Why am I doing that? Perhaps you've forgotten God. Perhaps you've forgotten uh, why He's called you out of, the, out of Egypt. Perhaps you've forgotten His mercies or His works or even God Himself. Israel began to ask, why are we in this wilderness? Where are we headed? And you know what? You think about what God had in plan for them. 
what God has in store for every Christian, that, that promise of, of, the, of even the Spirit-filled life and just living a victorious life, God has that promise for all of uh, every Christian. And pretty soon we forget what God has in plan for us. We forget the, the purpose of our life. Have you forgotten why God has saved you and brought you out of Egypt, the world? Can I ask you, where are you going? Where are you headed? Every person here, if you're saved, where are you going? Have you forgotten the purpose for your life and the direction for your life? If you're stalling in the wilderness, so to speak, and you're wondering, you know what, what's it all about? Why am I even here? What's the purpose of life? I dare say you have forgotten God. Because a person who remembers all the mercies of God and the works of God and God Himself, and they remember what God did in the past and where, why He did those things, that person is going to understand exactly where they're going. But once we get, forget that, we start wondering, why am I here? Where am I going? And it shows you have that second symptom of spiritual Alzheimer's, which is loss of purpose and loss of direction. Is that you tonight, sir? Or young person? Is that you tonight? You've lost the direction for your life? You're wondering what it's all about? Maybe you need to step back and say, let's look at what God has done in the past. And say, you know what? This is where I came from. This is where I'm headed. And I need to get back on track and back on focus to what God has for my life. Another symptom that indicates we have spiritual Alzheimer's are several things here. I'll just list them. Unbelief in God's promise. Notice verse 24 of this chapter. Yea, they despised the pleasant land. They believed not His word. Gross sins against God are also an indication that we have forgotten God. You see in this chapter, and then back in Psalms chapter 78, you see how they murmured against God. How they built uh, idols. They built this golden calf and began to worship it. Um, they worshipped false gods. All sorts of things that were just gross sins against God. And you see this here in verse uh, 20 and 21 and, and following. You see how God was, wanted to destroy this people. But Moses interceded because uh, God wanted to destroy them because of this, these absolutely incredible sins that they had committed against God. And you know what? God was merciful and spared them. But you know what? These gross sins are a result. You know what? You've forgotten God. And you know what? It's easy in our day. There's, the sin is so prevalent in our society. It's so uh, easily available. You know what, friend? If you're finding yourself uh, some of these things, maybe unbelief in God's promises, and you, you, you find it hard to step out in faith and just obey one of the promises of God. Or maybe you find yourself in, involved in some gross sins. Maybe bitterness or backbiting. I challenge you tonight that it could be connected to forgetting God. Forgetting what He has done in the past. Unthankfulness. Thankful people are, thank, thankful people are thankful because they have remembered what someone else has done. Unthankfulness is forgetting what other people have done. And you know what? That's exactly where Israel found themselves. They found themselves an unthankful people and began to murmur and complain because they forgot what God did in the past. They had no reason to complain. They had no reason to murmur. Here they were. God had a great plan for them in the future. And He was leading them through the wilderness. Yes, their faith was tested. But He was providing everything for them. He was destroying the enemies for them. 
He was parting the Red Sea and waters and doing miraculous things over and over for them so that they could, um, um, so he could uh, do his will with them. And they became unthankful. You know what? It's so true. The application is just, it's just screaming at us tonight, isn't it? The unthankfulness. God has done multiple things for each one of our lives. And you know what? How much do we thank Him for that? The simple things, the simple mercies of God that we uh, receive each day in our lives. You know what? If you're truly thankful, it's going to be hard to step back into unbelief. It's going to be hard to, to re, you know, begin to do these gross sins that Israel did. And a thankful people are people who have remembered what God has done for them. So we see here three simple uh, symptoms of spiritual Alzheimer's. The first one, forgetfulness. The second one, loss of direction and purpose. And thirdly, these other symptoms of unbelief, gross sins, and unthankfulness. So secondly, let's look at the cause of spiritual Alzheimer's. What is the cause of spiritual Alzheimer's? Look at verse 7. The Bible says, Our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies. Charles Spurgeon said, and I think it fits this perfectly, he said, What is not understood is soon forgotten. And the nation of Israel, they didn't understand why God had done all these miracles in Egypt. And so they soon forgot. And they soon, uh, they soon forgot why or what he even did and that what the purpose of it was. They didn't understand. Now, when I first read that, I was like, you know, I don't quite get this. But let me explain it this way. Remember geometry class in high school? What's not understood is soon forgotten. Now, personally, I kind of enjoy geometry. For me, um, chemistry was the class that I kind of didn't really care for. But you know what? In chemistry class, I can remember studying hours and hours. And there were many, many things that I didn't really understood. I maybe could have put things on paper, but I never really understood. And you know what? I proved it when it came to the test time. I didn't understand it, and when the test came, I was clueless. And so what is not understood is soon forgotten. They didn't understand why God had done the miracles in Egypt. They thought it was to kill them in the wilderness, so they, could, they soon forget God's works. You see what I'm saying? The, the fathers understood not the wonders of Egypt. You know what? God is doing miraculous things all around us. And you know what? Sometimes we, we don't understand why He's doing it. But we need to understand that God is doing miraculous things. He's saving souls because He has a purpose for souls. He's done doing miraculous things in your lives because He has a plan for your life. And if you just ignore all the things that God is doing, you don't understand why God's doing them, and you're going to soon forget why He even did them. <coughs> we make the same mistake by not understanding why God, it is that God has done these miracles to bring us where we are. Think of where you were in the past and why you are here today. So, a lack of understanding is the cause of spiritual Alzheimer's. We also see that a lack of faith, lack of faith is results in spiritual Alzheimer's. Verse 12, Then believed they His words, they sang His praise. And notice almost in the next step, they soon forgot. His works. Faith that leads us to believe God's word before He accomplishes what He has promised will be unforgettable. But when we doubt God and don't believe Him until He has already performed the work, how can we expect to remember that? 
You know what? It's a shame that sometimes we can see God do miraculous things and then He puts a, a step of faith in front of us and we fail to take it. And we doubt God and we say, I don't think this God's going to work through on this one. You know what? You think about it, the fact that He's saved us is really the biggest uh, step of faith anyone could take. And so the, the, the rest of our lives, we ought to be making step of, st- of faith after step of faith. But you know what? Doubt gets in there. Unbelief gets in there. And we begin to question, you know, I don't know if God can really do this. But lack of faith is really at the root of this disease. It's questioning God. It's looking at the promises of God and saying, I don't think God can really do that. My friend tonight, what is it in your life that you're doubting God? What is the step of faith that you're resisting? God's been leading, maybe for a couple years, He's been leading you to take that step of faith. And you keep saying, I don't know. And you keep stepping back. You know what? That's going to lead to spiritual Alzheimer's. It's going to lead to this forgetfulness that forgets about what God has done in the past. Lack of faith is at the root of of spiritual Alzheimer's. This case of spiritual Alzheimer's. Do you, are you the type of person that has to wait to see it all work out before you believe it? Or do you have faith that says, you know what, I don't see it, but I'm believing God. And when God accomplishes that, your faith is uh, uh, strengthened and established. And you believe God for greater things in the future. The cause of spiritual Alzheimer's is the lack of understanding and a lack of faith. And you see that right here in the nation of Israel. They didn't understand what God was doing. They didn't believe that what God was doing. Just over and over, the nation of Israel questioning God. Looking at what God was doing and questioning it. And I wonder tonight, is that going on in your life? Is there that lack of faith questioning what God is doing in your life and what He's doing? So the cause of spiritual Alzheimer's, lack of understanding and a lack of faith. Now let's look at, thirdly, the biblical prescription for spiritual Alzheimer's. The biblical prescription. Turn over to Psalm 78. Psalm chapter 78, verses 3 through 8. And we're going to notice here that the first prescription is recounting the works of the Lord. Recounting the works of the Lord. Verse 3, Psalm 78, 3, which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. So there, notice, our fathers have told us. They recounted the works. Verse 4, we will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He hath done. There you see the works of the Lord. Declaring to our children the works of God. Recounting over to them what you have seen God do in your life. For, verse 5. For He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which He commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God but keep His commandments, and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright, and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. The first prescription is recounting the works of God. You see it here commanded to the children of Israel. Tell your children and the next generation the works of God that they had seen. 
so that they can remember all that God has done. And it can lead them on that, keep them on that straight and narrow, can keep them in that path of walking with God. And not, uh, you can just in the, the, this uh, passage here, you can sense how serious it is. You know, the, the, the emphasis he places on telling your children the works of God shows us how important it is that if we don't tell them, what's going to happen? It's going to lead to forgetfulness like their fathers and a stubborn and rebellious generation. Recount the works of the Lord. The second thing is memorialize the works of God. Memorialize the works of God. You know what? In your home, parents, you need to be memorializing the works of God. Now, I come from the United States, and in the States, we have just a multitude of sports uh, venues, and we have baseball, uh, American football, uh, basketball, just so many things. Like All throughout the year, there's sports going on. And that's, I'm not too familiar with the sports on, going, uh, in Ireland here. But you know what? There's a tendency I've seen in many, many Christian homes is to memorialize the works of men over the works of God. You know, on Sunday is, in the States is when uh, American football is played. Sunday afternoon. And you know what? It's such a big thing in so many homes. They memorialize the works of men. You know, sometimes they put aside uh, church that night because there's a football game on. When I say football, I'm saying American football. But you know what? They memorialize the works of men in the home. The, they're they're, they're tell, telling this person did this and that person did this. And you know, in the business realm, maybe this person did this and this invention was made. And they're memorializing the works of men. But you know what? As Christians, we ought to be memorializing the works of God. Wow, I saw God do this today. And you tell your children... When you come home from work, look, God gave me this divine appointment. And you tell them about that at the dinner table. You know, just think what our homes would be like if we began to memorialize all the things that God did. Rather than all the works of men. You know, and all the, the latest news on the sports, in the sports realm. You know, I, it is such a big drive in Christian churches. And just across, you know, where I come from. It's just sports. It's the drive. I mean, I just, I was, uh, there's a family that comes to our vacation Bible school who one summer they went to 90 baseball games. They have several kids in uh, Little League Baseball. And over the summer they went to 90 baseball games. This is a Christian family. You know what, is there any question, you know, it's not going to be a surprise someday when their kids grow up and they think baseball is life. They're memorializing something that is temporal. And as Christians, we ought to be doing something a whole lot different. We ought to be memorializing the works of God as God commanded the people of Israel. We ought to memorialize it in our home to our children's. I remember uh, a few years ago I was traveling on a music team across the United States. And we were in Pennsylvania. And there was a family there who, um, they had a relative, I think it was a cousin, who was killed on, I believe, 9-11 in one of the plane crashes, one of their cousins was um, uh, killed. And so just at that time, they had this family had a baby girl being born. And so in honor of that girl, her name was Amanda. In honor of that girl, they named their child, Remember Amanda Conkle. And it sounds a little weird, but Remember was her first name, and Amanda was the second. You know what? Every time they say that her name, they're reminded of her cousin who was killed on that flight. You know what? And that's exactly what 
we ought to be doing with the works of God. We ought to be putting them before us. So we're daily reminded them of them. Throughout the day, we're reminded of the works of God. You know, we are guilty of forgetting what God has done so too far too often. We forget what God has done in the past. We forget why we're here today. We forget the miracles. You know, just if we were to take the testimonies tonight and go tell people how people tell their testimonies and remember all the things that God has done to bring you in your life to this point, we'd be amazed. And you know, there's been times where you're amazed at that, but you know what, you can soon forget that. And you can soon forget all that God has done in your life. And you begin to get focused on other things like the nation of Israel did here. And you forget God. It requires effort to remember all that God has done. If we don't put the effort into it, we're going to soon forget them. Our children certainly won't remember them. It takes effort. The effort required to remember what God has done is much more desirable than the consequences of this dreadful disease. The nation of Israel forgot God. And so they started building a golden calf. And God was about to destroy them because of their forgetfulness. And because of how it led to other sins in their lives. You know what parents? Putting before your children the works of God. And what God has done in the past. And what He's done in your life to bring you to this point. And putting that effort into remembering the works of God. Is so much more worth it. Because the consequences of not taking that effort and putting the effort into remembering what God has done and working to remember that is going to have tremendous consequences. And so in our own lives, we have to take that, uh, like the God had commanded Israel, to put that effort in, to say, you know what? Remember the works of God. Daily recount them. Write them out. Remember what God has done in your life. Many Christians are like Jimmy in this following story. Jimmy was a young boy who lived at home with his mom. It was just Jimmy and his mom. His dad had uh, died, I believe. And Jimmy and his mom lived together. And one morning, Jimmy, on his way out the door to school, uh, yelled up to his mom and said, good, you know, told her goodbye, and told his mom that he had a little note for her on the kitchen table. So a little bit later that morning, his mom came down and found the note on the kitchen table and began to read it. And it said, Dear Mom, I think it's time I get paid for all the work I do around the house. Without me, you would have to do it all yourself or hire someone. So below is a bill for what you owe me. Cutting the grass, $2. Taking out the trash, $2. Washing the car, $2. Weeding the flower beds, $2. Carrying in the groceries, $2. Total, $10. Signed, Jimmy. Later that day, Jimmy came home. On the kitchen table was a little note from his mom and a $10 bill. The note said, Dear Jimmy, here is your $10 bill, and here's a list of the money you owe me. Below is how much, or below is how much you owe me. <clears throat> for carrying you for nine months and going through almost constant pain and sickness those nine months, and nearly dying while giving birth, zero dollars. For working two jobs to provide you a home, food and clothes, zero dollars. For the nights I stayed up without any sleep so I could be with you in the hospital while you were sick, zero dollars. For the money I spent to take you on that vacation you always wanted, zero dollars. For doing your laundry, making your meals, and loving you, zero dollars. You owe me nothing, signed mom. You know, this little boy's problem was that he got too used to mommy. 
He got too used to mommy doing everything for him, and he forgot what mama really meant to him. And you know what, friends? We've gotten too used to Jesus. We've gotten too used to what God has done for us. We've gotten too used to what God has done in our lives to bring us, to save us from hell. You know, this morning, it was such a blessing, all the things that Jesus meant to us and what we thought of Jesus. But you know, the things saving me from hell, saving me from my addictions. You know, and we can soon forget all the things that Jesus has done and what God has done in our lives. You know, pretty soon we start saying, um, you know, I don't know how God could do it without me. You know, we start thinking all these thoughts of how much, you know, we mean to God. And we forget what God has done for us. We've get, gotten too used to Him. And you know, this little boy's problem was he had gotten too used to Mama. And friends, tonight, I dare say that some of us in this room have gotten too used to what God has done for us. And we sit back and say, God doesn't deserve any of me. I've given Him enough. You know, it's about time that He gives me some more and gives me some, uh, uh, some more blessings. You know what, friends? Spiritual Alzheimer is a great, great, uh, uh, serious, serious disease in, in a, a Christian's life. And I wonder tonight, is it in your life? Have you forgotten God? Do you have that forgetfulness? Are you questioning what God's doing in your life? The steps of faith He wants you to take? Are you questioning that? Or are you willing to take that step of faith and be like uh, the nation of Israel when they chose to take those steps of faith, receive God's blessings? Do you have this disease tonight, spiritual Alzheimer's? If you do, if God has pointed out an area in your life, I encourage you, it's very, very important to deal with that. Every time that God mentioned it, He connected it directly to a major, major sin in Israel's history. Would you deal with those tonight? Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight that we have this opportunity to deal with any areas of our life of spiritual, the spiritual Alzheimer's. It's a very serious thing. Now, Father, I pray that you would just, uh, your spirit would direct in each heart, Lord, show them the needs in their own life of where they have forgotten God. I pray that as a church, we'd begin to remember what God has done for us, how He's brought us to this place, where we're going, the loss of purpose in our life, and what, what has caused that. And so I pray that you would direct in each person's life tonight. With heads bowed, eyes closed, there's plenty of application that the Spirit of God could have taken tonight and uh, given and you know, worked in your life. If you're here tonight and you say, you know what, God has specifically shown me in that when you mentioned about loss of purpose, and direction. Maybe you're here tonight and you're an adult or young person you say, I have lost the direction. You know, at one point I knew exactly where I was going. I knew what I was headed for and what, you know, I was aiming for what God wanted for my life. But you know, I've kind of lost that purpose and that direction. And that, if you're here tonight and you say, that's me, could you simply just raise your hand? Say, God has spoken to me in that area. He's shown me I've had a loss of direction, a loss of purpose in my life. <coughs> Okay, amen. Maybe you'd say, you know what? There's some other area that God spoke to me tonight, and I definitely have a symptom of, to some degree of spiritual Alzheimer's, and there's a step of faith that I need to take to restore that. And you say tonight, there's a decision that I need to make, and God showed me tonight that I need to take. And that, if that's you tonight, would you just simply raise your hand? Okay, amen. Amen. 
Now, Lord, we do uh, trust you to help each person tonight, uh, by your grace, to take that step forward in their life, that they would uh, truly make that decision and follow you all the way. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.